Welcome to Whole Back Rack Podcast. My name is Jessica Hare. I operate Hare Hollow Farm, and we breed boas, balls, and select colubrids. Hi, I'm Jenna King. I operate ASM Royal Tails, and I breed high-end ball pythons. We want to share our journey navigating herpetoculture and are dedicated to promoting biohazard safety for all species. And we would love you to answer the question, what's in your whole back rack? Welcome to episode 61. Woo! Who's here? Shane's here. Will's here. Lisa's here talking about exciting stuff in the comments. Peter's here. I would love to get BBM on. Do you like do you, I'm sure you like him cuz you like the four horsemen stuff. I do like the four horsemen stuff. I was even very it, sad about that going away. Even though it's gone. Um am I quiet? Are you quiet? No, everything sounds normal to me. Maybe you need to turn your volume up. Right. But I feel everything's quiet. Morning, weird? Richard. Richard's here. All right. Ooh, 905's here. Good afternoon. Morning. Morning, Chris. And BNS Reptilia. I want to know how uh, BBM deals with botflies. You know, they have a lot of botflies down there. And they're my least favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Probably. They fucking suck. Flies are my nemesis right now. I freaking bought frogs for my kid. And then, like an idiot, didn't buy flightless fruit flies to feed them. And every time I feed those bitches, <laughs> a little few more flies go into my house. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Jana. Let's get into the 15 Minutes of Lame this week. Also, this is a not safe for work podcast. We still get down votes every week. I'm assuming it's because you love um, normal podcasts. Why are you here? Leave. Leave now. Get shoot. Whatever. I take it as a compliment. I mean, the people that are getting those immediate couple of down votes, that I mean they have arrived. I just don't understand it. I or they're like coming <laughs> in because they think it's a YouTube video, like styled like a YouTube video with you know it says like 10 fucking podcast in the name and the I, banner. About the most benign topics too, like uh, uh, the Japanese rat snake fun. So many downvotes. Do you want to get into the contest first or do we want to talk about Shane first? It's always the contest first. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Talk talk me through the website change because it's different now. Yeah. So the website changed. Many of you have noticed um, and messaged me about it. So there was a, a bot hack attempt on the contest like there was last year. We don't know who put it on or whatever but there was a bot attempt and so in order to protect the contest from future attacks or cheating or whatever the website had to be changed so every time you log in to vote the pictures are randomized because what the bot does is they program it to like go in and like vote for like the first spot over and over again or whatever and so if they're Mm -hmm. randomized then it's much harder to code a attack on someone and vote for the same person over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's what was said. Is I this, really this is this was this all discussed in the 
Yes. Contestant this, this was, yes, this was all put into the contestant chat. So I'm just regurgitating information. I don't actually know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, so that's why it looks a little different. Um, and then he took off the percentiles so that, I, I don't know, people are less inclined to cheat. I, I didn't, I'm not sure why that was taken off, but it had something to do with protecting the integrity of the contest. Mm-hmm. And Without um, the percentiles, it, it's a little less fun to me i it's it's a little less fun for me too um he's posting in the chat weekly what where everybody's standings are Mm -hmm. um but no percentiles in the the chat even or like vote numbers so we don't know i don't know it it makes it it's harder to be excited about it yeah because you can't Mm -hmm. see the percentiles and stuff and so look picos is here Lindsay, Hi, Lindsay and Marshall. Hi, Marshall. Hi, Marshall. You know, you got to do what you got to do to protect it. And it's his contest. So he gets to do it how he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, just grateful to be included. Yeah. I just thought it was news. New news. Yeah. Okay. Sad news today, guys. The assistants called in sick. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, bitch even had a doctor's note. But I have a really good idea. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, bear with me here. Wait, stop. Sick as in mastitis? Jam. You're thinking too hard. Shut the fuck up. Okay. You're ruining my joke. Okay, keep going. I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Hi, Courtney. Yeah, my assistant's called in sick this morning. I know. What a cut. So um, I was wondering if I could borrow yours. Yeah? Mm. Okay, thanks. Bye. Wow. <laughs> there we go, guys. All better. Can he stay the whole time? He can. Yeah. I'm glad we have his guest, the special guest. The special guest. He's here to assist us. Any of our marketing needs, if you drop a rat, he can crawl under the he can crawl under the rack and get it. Really helpful, guys. <laughs> thank you. And um, special thank you to Courtney for allowing me to um, borrow, borrow the assistant. assistant. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. All right. Good. I'm glad he's here. Thank you, Stephen, for joining. Um, he's not allowed to talk because he's just an assistant today. Right. That's right. So he can go get coffee or whatever. Lattes. <laughs> oh gosh, Bods came in. Hi, Bods. Hi, bots. And DTMG Pythons. Listen, we got a better assistant now. Yeah. So actually, the real um, the real story is, guys, I actually am sick and on antibiotics. And for some reason, I cannot stay warm. So I even have like a blanket. I've got my heat turned up to like 78 and I'm freezing my ass off. So you're going to have to deal with this assistant today. But they... We'll hopefully be all better and um, back next week. They're not actually sick. I'm I'm sick. Uh, Kara Shea's here. All right, that was pretty good. <clears throat> ten out of ten. But you know, yeah, Leviathan's going to help us out here because they're winners. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the the just recap real quick the debates that happened? Um, yeah, last so there was week? the second debate um, on Snicks on the Fat Man Live. Um, and I kicked everyone's ass. <laughs> Need we say more? Uh, um, 
it was much more entertaining than the first one. Right. Um, so Chris basically told us if we didn't come out and um, make it a worthy show that he was going to like slaughter us all and, and disqualify us. And no, he didn't actually say any of this. He just said, can you guys at least try? Cause the last one was fucking brutal and it kind of was um, nothing against those people. Like it, it's just something that's never been done. There wasn't like a format and people were kind of unsure. And the whole of this contest, people have just been so kind to each other and it's become like this little inner community. And we all are like, cheering each other on and excited and it's not like this cutthroat contest and uh, the stakes aren't like worth being mean over you know what I mean <laughs> like so we've all just been like super nice to each other and so I'm not surprised how the first debate went because that's how the contest really has I mean like that kumbaya circle jerk has been the whole contest and so he was basically like none of that horse shit or I'm gonna kick you out of the room so um we came out and i mean like some of us talked beforehand because we are a bunch of nice people and we were like apologize in advance but the gloves are coming off and uh it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. i I wish i had done a little more like planning i did a little planning before like had some jokes written down and stuff or some burns some roasts um but it was a lot of fun and there's a lot of people who want to see like a top three debate um but chris isn't willing to do one and then there's a lot of people who want to see like a academy awards type thing for the all the people that have participated because only one person wins um so i don't know Um, maybe we'll maybe i'll talk jessica into hosting something we'll see Look at her face. She's like, bitch, you did not discuss this prior. Why do you got to say this shit? I don't know if there's time to do a debate before. Oh, no, no. I meant like like an awards, like after the fact. Awards? Like shittiest attempt at voting award? Or you know what I mean? Like Like funniest reel. Best reel. Best. um, But Chris wasn't willing to do that? I don't know. We'll see if he isn't. I think it'd be really funny to do it in the new year and just like have that person in the waiting room and just like pop him out for a few minutes and, you know, just for fun. On one of his lives. Yeah, I don't don't know know. if he's going to. I don't know how it fits the format because, you know, his lives are just like separate from his show. I don't know. We'll see if he's willing to do it, but um, there's some other people. Hi, Stone Age. Hi, Adam. Hi, Bethner. Hi, Tammy. Kaiju reptiles. Kaiju. Vanilla and Stone Age. Welcome, everybody. So, I thought you did great on the debate. Uh, I came in late. Um, oh, good. Because I came out real weak sauce. <laughs> I was I mean, going for like confident and like succinct. And I was like, yeah, because I'm awesome, basically. And it just like fell on the floor and was, was not well received. And then Leviathan followed it up with like this eloquent we're the best we are the champion you know like amazingness and so it just kind of looked lame but after that i was like fine i'm just gonna fuck everybody up in the room i don't i don't know how to tell you how to do this correctly because obviously there there is no roadmap but but it was a lot of fun shane hey we were just about to talk about you oh my gosh they're back 
I thought we oh. scared you away last time, buddy. <laughs> Supreme geckos. I love them. <sighs> they're so um so their community i'm just jealous of i feel like they have like the best community like whatever we have is lame but supreme gecko check them out 12 days of christmas if you want to have fun and shane's here shane's getting ready this is time for a shane sponsor spot he's going to his first show Whoop, 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 We've whoop, talked whoop. about it all the time, and we're talking about it again. But it's really happening tomorrow. Here's the deets. Farm Bureau Expo Center. Will there be cows there? That's my only question. And then uh, all the information that Shane's posted a lot. Apparently, it's a, it's a hot dating opportunity. Married, unmarried, swinger, polyamory. We don't know. We accept all kinds here. <laughs> And apparently so do they. Yeah. At the Show Me Reptile and Exotic Show in Nashville. So uh, Supreme Geckos, uh, this will be the first time he is vending. Yes. So even though out. he's like been around for a long time, he just decided to give it. If you're a go. like, you know, within six hours of driving distance, you have no excuses. Get your ass to the reptile. I know. Show. What are you guys doing? Get Hurry your up. picture with Shane. He says he will be taking pictures. Mm -hmm. So come bring your monies. Buy his geckos and his hoggies and his balls, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then get a picture with him. So it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I wish that I was close enough. I would totally go just to get a picture with with Shane. <clears throat> and we have uh, maybe because I had a, a sort of middling show me show in Oklahoma. This one is a good one. Lots of good vendors. They actually have a USR auction, which mine was so small, didn't have a full vendor list. <laughs> So this is like a, a fully realized show me show. Top of the game. Please go. Um, oh, he's a sponsor too. Did you know? Yeah, he is a sponsor. He Weird. is the sponsor of 2022. <laughs> Do we want to go into 2023? Uh, I don't know. We finalized stuff. I just mean that we will be taking on some new sponsors in 2023. Um, if I if you've gotten reached out to us and we haven't gotten back to you, reach out again. If you are interested in being a sponsor, email me, not Jessica. She's busy, so um, mm -hmm. we are taking on a, a couple new sponsors. And Shane will still be the OG sponsor. He's not mm -hmm. like throwing us under the bus or anything. He still loves us. Maybe he should. I don't know. <sighs> Jury's still out, but for now, he still loves us and will continue to sponsor us into 2023. Um, but we are going to be taking on a couple more sponsors for the whole back rack. So if that's something that you're interested in, just send me a message and we can chat about it. But we're only going to be taking a couple. So um, if mm -hmm. you're interested in it, don't wait because it's going to they're going to. Right. We don't want to like blow your your ears out with 500 sponsors. Right. Uh, we no. know Sean Bradley loves having all of his holes filled, <laughs> but we only want a certain number of holes filled. You know what I mean? Sean. Buddy, he didn't Love know what Sna Snake Road was the other night on his live. That was wild. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay he doesn't know what it was. But it just goes to show, like, the you could have the weirdest deficits in what you know, even though you know a lot of things. The most random thing in the world. You could just accidentally not know. It's fine. Bless your heart. Um... What are we doing now? I was I was picking Steven's nose. 
that's what I was doing. I'm sorry. He's a very distracting assistant. Well, you probably Maybe. like crinkles when you poke him. Does he crinkle? Oh, yep. <laughs> oh, he's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, it's fun. All right. So that's it for our like opening stuff. Next week, Shane will be on to tell us how this show me show went for him. And I told him he had to go like find hard numbers, like door numbers, talk to people who fin that show more frequently and ask how they think it's happening. Oh, it's so close so to Christmas. It's like real, real shit. Mm-hmm. It's so close to Christmas. I was like, this is painfully close to Christmas. The audience is getting restless for their for their uh, frog, frog stuff. Porn. All yeah. right, let's move on to frog porn. But but really, next um, week it'll be Shane. Next week it'll be um, Shane. Um, he'll be on the whole episode with us and he'll be talking about what it was like, um, the things he learned, the things he'd like to do different, the things he felt like he did right. Uh, maybe he'll critique our vending episode about you guys are idiots and didn't give this advice right. Or, you know, it, it'll be great. Yeah, don't forget your, uh, your, this is something we did forget. Uh, fuck, what's it called? Cash that is counterfeit. Counterfeit cash markers. Oh, the marker. Yes. I we need didn't one talk of about it. I have one. One of the other vendors marks. has one. And I was like, damn, that's smart. Because our um Portland, our last Portland one, there was there was counterfeit money being circled around and somebody had that pin and found it and they kicked the guy out. Yeah, that's illegal AF. The feds are coming. So Jeez. I have markers. I we just we just forgot to talk about it, but like that's something to think about. If you don't have markers, it's fine. But you got to look at all the like sh- security strips and the little imprint and all that other stuff. Okay, another just color on it. <laughs> uh, are you ready? Well, Shane, you better get to the store and get one. Yeah, they sell it at like Office Depot. Type I was gonna say places. like Staples or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we all went to kindergarten, right, Jana? Did you go to kindergarten? Yes. Yes. We learned about... And I only went one time, guys, I promise. (laughs) We learned about the frog life cycle, because this is, like, the easiest for children to understand about the metamorphosis of an animal. Because if you're like, oh, yeah, this dragonfly nymph runs around and acts like a little raptor in the stream, and then it transforms into a dragonfly, that's less... But it's a little weirder than a frog because we all know like a frog, an egg, a tadpole frog, right? Yeah. When we were kids, we used to catch tag- tadpoles and like put them in buckets and stuff and watch them like how they didn't die. I have no idea. But they were like in, you know, the what's the thing on the side of the road? The Like a, a ditch? A ditch. Thank you. I don't know why my brain is not giving me words today, but they were in the ditch. So bucket isn't that much different than a ditch. Uh, but it's if you've never seen a, a frog go through its life cycle, it's really fucking cool. It is cool, but it's also boring because we all know about it. So we're right. skipping most of this. It's not we're, boring. It's fucking cool. We're specifically focusing on the production of fertilized eggs, which is everybody's favorite part. I think. Oh yeah, let's fertilize some eggs, everybody. <laughs> but all of these parts are actually really cool. And I actually was going to do salamanders too, and I'm like, there is too much cool stuff with sexy frog time. So we're just just focusing on frogs and just focusing on the the mechanisms of how you make a sexy frog baby. Yeah, sexy um, frog stuff. Richard just put in the comments. This was dropped on gumbo this week. 
hot take. Uh, James was uh, laying it down. The female snakes have. Wait, up, tor- it's in our news. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Didn't you see that everywhere? It was like the most exciting thing that happened on the internet. It was on Reddit. It was on The Guardian. It was on the BBC. Oh my gosh. James broke the internet, everyone. It wasn't. (laughs) The first time I saw it was posted by Corn Snakin. And then it just spread from there. It was really exciting. All right. So, Jana, you know that frogs make frog noises. Is this correct? Oh, yeah. The sweet, sweet music. So not all in urines do this, but many of them do. Swiper, no, swiping! Right, swipers here because there will be males, mature males that are actively calling. And sometimes there will be satellite males that are in the bushes waiting for a female to be lured in by the sweet, sexy sounds of the larger males or the more active males calling. And he will grab them and lure them away. Instead of the calling male. And it sounds like that's sort of stealing, sort of like uh, sneaker males and, and fish or birds. But it's not quite that because sometimes they take turns. It's not a zero-sum game. I think like, so- in the human world, we call that kidnapping. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is... We- and then trigger words to follow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm frowning upon the satellite male thing. Well, sometimes, so it's not a zero-sum game, because sometimes it's the same males, they'll call one night, and then they'll be like, huh, I'm kind of hungry, and then they will be a satellite male the next night, but so they'll take turns based on, like, the energetics of their body and the So it's not a satellite male, it's like wingman. It kind of is, because No, no, the wingman has to do the calling that night, and then the other guy gets the girl. And then right. take a turn being the wingman right. on the other night. They're There's a whole social dynamic yes. to who's sneaking. And some of them don't call at all. So they would be a true swiper. No swiping who's type sneaking situation. sneaking a peek in, if you know what I right. mean, everybody. But the females are attracted even on the like the most petite little squeaks of a call to a slightly deeper version of that petite little squeak. <laughs> so they want a larger, more robust male. But they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> come on down. Right. But it could be like, this is the, frogs the, after the most dark. effeminate little squeak, but just like a slightly less. Right. I hear what you're so, laying down. Yeah. So this is a chorus, but we're not talking about that because that has its own, like, that was like a two hour discussion about how complicated this is. We're mostly talking about the baby making. Whoa. <laughs> So in frogs, amplexus is where they grab, the male grabs onto the female because of 99.99999% of them do external fertilization. He's just holding onto her, waiting for her to go to wherever she's going to oviposit. And so he can fertilize her, her eggs externally. So this Isn't is like sexy? fake doggy style. He's literally just like hanging out and making her do all the work where she's mm-hmm. gonna lay her eggs he's like bitch mm-hmm. please you drive and they're not actually even getting it on we'll go into some there's some further details but most frogs do not actually get anything on the males have you guys uh, are getting this uh, fresh off the cuff i did not cheat and look <laughs> they get they have nuptial pads and sometimes like nuptial extra pads. yeah it's sexy to hold on to her even tight it's like a rough surface so a lot of times when you're looking at frogs you can flip 
males or females. You can tell Rock, which. I'm so disappointed in you. You can tell which ones are boys or girls just based on the presence of nuptial pads, even if they're not in like breeding colors. Um, so if you flipped over your frogs and they were mature, you would. That's how you would identify them. Besides, like the hump of their back or whatever, which is a a dart frog difference. A lot of times they're depositing the eggs in water, but sometimes they're depositing them in like a foam nest on a reed or into uh i don't know you know like a, a water droplets in a bromeliad sometimes they deposit in just moist soil if they're like a desert species but there are many choices this isn't really what we're talking about it's the complexus. they do not get to call it doggy or froggy i already style. did it i already did it it's froggy style <laughs> it's not it's not froggy style because they're not actually having sex he's just giving her a back hug it's cuddling i'm so i'm I think so it's upset style. it's it's no just wait get the fuck out man so this is like the kama sutra of frogs and each frog doesn't do all of these they have like a preference per species but the position is important and is uh relevant to how they do it oh my gosh is there one that's like sitting on her face uh kind of the the head one all right, I could get behind some of that. <laughs> so in 2016, this was breaking frog news that there was a new kind of sex position, which was the uh, hanging straddle or dorsal straddle. So he uh, hangs near her, doesn't hold her on the same branch. He blows his froggy load on her back. He leaves. She has a back baby better that dribbles off as she lays her eggs and that's how they're fertilized oh yeah is this sexy yet this is hot 2016 breaking news yeah put that baby batter on my back that's right <laughs> now All it's right. getting good so amplexus is such an exciting time sometimes there's misfires jana sometimes it happens to everybody it's okay yeah. the frog Sometimes they jump on the wrong species and, and that doesn't work out, but they just really want to jump on something. But sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes it's the wrong order. This is, for the audio people, a frog jumped onto a spotted salamander. Looks like a like a pickerel. Maybe you a leopard. You know, love is love. <laughs> sometimes they're on the wrong... This is a fish. This is a, a toad on a fish. Love is love. Love is love. Oh, right. What, about a, not what about a slug? Hearts, a frog? not parts, man. Don't judge. <laughs> we accept all kinds here. What about a human's boot? 368 million years of evolution. He's, and he he's not hurting anyone. That he's boot. not hurting anyone. He's allowed. You know? Don't judge. <laughs> and when you're in the field, and it's like the sexiest time of the year, and you also, go to pick hi, up... Hi, Gerald. Uh, Forward motions here. Oh, hi. Yeah, I don't know why you came to this one. Sorry, bud. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be the worst. <laughs> All right. So in the field, when you're like checking out frog action in the springtime, which is the most exciting time to check out frog action, uh, you they'll, they'll amplex your hand. <laughs> we said it wasn't safe for work. <laughs> so no, it's so not go. safe for work. So just be careful if you're triggered by being amplexed by a toad because they just, the toads especially are very um, vigorous in their attempts to find anything vaguely female. I've even seen them, though I couldn't find a picture of them on like like a tennis ball that fell into a pond. They're like, that that counts, right? It's a good effort. 
they'll form mating balls with the female in the center and then an ungodly number of males are attempting to amplex that one female so it's like a it's a gangbang for frogs yes it is yes it is the problem is usually the female dies because she'll drown so i don't like, like every year i find a female something and you're like dang it you guys were so committed to the act you've you've sort of nullified whatever did she, did she have her eggs first or does she die before she can lay them yeah usually before and you'll be oh. like you drowned her 20 Party foul with the gangbang guys 20 hours ago toy. so this is dangerous but there's too much you know excitement in the air too much desire and if a female doesn't have um mature ova she can actually do a procedure where she like will sneer and say she has a headache uh at the <laughs> frog who's attempting to implex her and then he sh is supposed to let go. So she was probably doing that. But there were so many other dudes that no one could tell she was had a headache. And no one so could tell she was dead, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Party foul. This is not cool. We accept all kinds here, but not that kind. Right. So in the, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a, you know. If you're gonna Sometimes play I will, with I will extract a female. You have from to like... have hand signals, okay? <laughs> yes, please do. Yeah, hand that's signals. a good point. Okay, but you can go and you can extract a female from like a, clearly a non-consensual mating ball situation, and just like go run away quick. So sometimes out there, that's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, if it's the wrong species, because you often find like so like I don't know where what happens in oklahoma because it starts earlier here but like um wood frogs breed early but like american toads will breed at the same time as uh green frogs you don't know any of these frogs so sometimes they'll be like latched onto each other and you're like just and and so i will play god and you know divide divinely the uh non-consenting partners from the consenting partners you can't do that man you're judging them i know but also natural selection that might be a key so just stop it stop playing god also your husband's in the comments letting everyone know what the line the party line will be guys when the cops show up she was like that when we got here officer all that come on her if the toads say that like that wait 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 i learned something new and i forget what it's called already did you actually learn it then? Uh, soggy biscuit. <laughs> Is there right context? Now? We were in the we were in the chat, and somebody said you got to give up your hobby of like soggy biscuits or something. And I was, and they were like, Google it, and it means like it's like a frat guy frat thing where you like do your business on a mm -hmm. on some toast or whatever, and you go around, and then like the pledgeons have to eat it. She's like the soggy biscuit. I don't know. I, I, uh, no. Mm, I don't know what she pond. is. She's like, not sloppy seconds, but like sloppy 15ths or something. <laughs> she didn't use her safe ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, 905 uh, Royals. That was classic. All right. Do you remember that dumb picture back on the the frog Kama Sutra where they were like both fat and stupid looking? Well, this mm -hmm. is a, a, a drill down on this. Their legs are too stupid and their bodies are too stupid. 
and their little heads and faces are too stupid. So they can't actually amplex each other. So they've evolved to glue each other together. Because look at these little legs. They're not holding on to anything ever. They barely hold himself up. And she's, you know, a thick girl. Right? The donkey donkey. So he has to like jump on her and they both excrete glue and then bind each other together for three days. So if, if, (laughs) you just gotta (laughs) jump and hit the wall and hope you stick. Right. And sometimes they'll stick weird. Like there's a, like there's uh, in the paper, people should read the paper. There's like the procedure of how they unstick. And so they have to like roll over the top and like, but they're like little round balls of frog. It's actually the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But I also love it. But this is one of the, the other exciting ways. Uh, quirky snakes. Big girls need love too. You know, oh, yeah. coming from a big yeah. girl. I may not look like, because you guys always see me from like the tits up. But um, I'm, a, I'm a plus size girl. And, and we all need love. Mm-hmm. And we're also a, a lot of fun. Just so you know. <laughs> right. Big girls, big girls are fun too. Stamina, Jana. Very important. So Very in this important. case... The female, these are Central and South American, they're actually toads, but they look kind of like frogs. They will meet up with a dude. He will amplex her and she can carry him for up to 125 days. He doesn't eat. She has to carry his fat ass around. <laughs> and somehow this species continues. Um, I think that's impressive. They're not br- actively... D- she just needs his sweet baby batter. So she needs to grab him while she can. And then she heads to the stream where they're waiting for like a, a random rain event. And then they just hang out. But the, in this paper, this paper was great because they're like, sometimes we just find females just, just dying. They have a male on their back. They're, they're, they're skinny. And we're like, what are you guys doing? And they just won't let go of each other. They're that committed. You know, what do we call this in, in human Humanese. This is like the, the guy that doesn't have the job who just sits at home and is like, where's my beer, bitch? <laughs> like scumbag Steve. Yeah, scumbag Steve. They should put a little hat on him. You're Scrub right. can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. Sorry, go ahead. Now, sex reversed and guineal amplexus. Also breaking news. They weren't sure what happened in the end, but in this paper, a male and a female frog were met. This is the Lau's leaf litter toad. And she jumped on his back. First time. Thousands of frog species. This is a cowgirl. That's why she has a hat. Girl on top. Slow clap, everybody. And they never saw all the position. So she billions of years, and they've finally reached. <laughs> so oh, what... we can get this clitoris uh, stimulated better this way. <laughs> well, we don't. No frog, frogs have clitorises. Jessica, the whole Jessica. Point. But listen, he just let leads, it, just let leads it her away. It's she jumps okay. on his back, and even though she's bigger than him, she is whisked away like a romance novel and they don't even know what they do when they go to their destination because they haven't observed that yet so they could like do a position switch but as of right now he carries her away like a like a wedding nuptial event he's a the fucking threshold. gentleman that's what yeah. he is yeah this instead is of the real instead romance of the reverse. Shit here 
These are Chinese frogs. That's right. Let me carry you over the threshold and we're going to go find some privacy and have some real fun. Right. I love it. I was impressed. Breaking news 2021. This is the leaf litter toad. I'm I'm into it. All right. Whoa. Jana. What did I just see? Man. Whoa. Do you think that's a tail? It probably is, but it's more fun to think it's a, a, a penis. Suspiciously, this is the range for the tail of the frog. This is the location of Jana. Suspiciously, I did. I think there's like a vortex of suspicious frog activity around here. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. That's right, guys. So a long time ago, they thought the tail was indeed a tail. And then one day we figured it out. Jana, can you read this statement? Van Dyke reported that the turgid tail can only be applied to the cloaca orifice of the female and not inserted into it. This statement is contrary to our observations that the entire turgid member completely inserted into the female. Oh, yeah. Wow. The entire turgid member. Don't worry, I won't quit my day job, guys. (laughs) So server decided it was a it's actually like an extension of the cloaca that's acting like a penis, but isn't a hemipene or a penis. It's just a cloaca modification. So they're doing amplexus, but they're also doing copulation. So they made up a whole new word in their weird frog pervert world called copulexus, which is, you know, copulation and amplexus. And this is breaking news. Jana is the the, the center, news. the center of the entire turgid member <laughs> is not completely insert into the female. Bummer, bummer, everybody. It does. Oh, it this does. Is true. Yeah, it does. They thought it didn't. They thought it was just like a like poking around the rimming, if you will. Oh, but it actually is inserted. Whoa. And here's how it happens. The teasing, so- the teasing is over, guys. It's happening. Right. Right, right, we actually now. have penetration at this point. And internal fertilization only happens <sighs> in frogs like a dozen I'm starting times. to worry that this is going to be all foreplay. <laughs> oh, well, we don't know how, how happy they feel while they're, you know, hu- cuddling. Even You're in normal hard, Jessica. Shh. All right, here's what happens. He comes up to her. Sometimes she rolls over. And he's like, I don't That's fine, right? So he can flip her back over. He grabs her in like a normal inguinal amplexus which is around her waist. Then he does this weird kinky 60 degree angle business where he drops down below her butt. Oh yeah. (laughs) And then this is very, you know, biblical here. He flips on, they do like venter to venter. So it's basically missionary Missionary style. Whoop, whoop. Also wow! Just, just a little to the left. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this seems very nice, actually, based on everything else. And they can even like frog flick each other's faces. Right. There, I don't know if you have to read this one sexually sexy, but there was a been debate for hundreds of years. Noble about 1931 and Noble and Putman 1931 found spines on the male's erect tail but dismissed a stimulatory function because males seem to be motionless during copulexis. Copulexis? Is that how you mm-hmm. say that? Fuck. Mm-hmm. 
just say copulating. Anyway, uh, however, we found that the males are active during copulexis, performing thrusts and kicks. Thus, spines on the tails of males, ascosophis, potentially may stimulate females during copulatory courtship. Oh, yeah. Mm. You heard it here first in 1931. How many thrusts and kicks did these people watch is what I want to know. Yeah, so they have some (laughs) sort of like nubs and excitement that they thrusting of these little frogs that look um, like this and little people it looks like little people thrusting so away. um for those of you in the back that need that uh tra- translated from scientific ease to janet ease ribbed for her pleasure right correct so i have one last question jana based on all the information we learned about amplexus how does kermit and miss piggy consummate their relationship it's ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> you think he's a tailed frog? Yes. I told you. It's riveted. <laughs> it's riveted for her pleasure. That's right. <laughs> um, and also, Miss right, Piggy's a, a, a dirty slut and she, she likes it. They got a back. divorce or whatever, but they supposedly had kids. So I just want to know. I'm telling you, don't How? judge. Don't judge. I'm not judging. I just want to know. Did he like... Look at Stephen is stunned. This information, I mean, you might have needed to like censor and cover his ears. I know. I don't think he's ready for it. <laughs> it looks Stephen. Like Stephen, that. are you are you ready for it? Oh, I'm sorry. Here, it's okay. You're gonna be okay. Don't worry about it. So anyway, all that was very fun and thrilling. A tingler, if you will. But, yeah, but oh, the, oh, there was tingling. Right. The point is, is like. The winter time is time to reflect on like where you're going to go herping next. So I've been like thinking about it, and you have to like pre-memorize a lot of the frog calls. So pre-memorize your frog calls, everybody. Find your vernal pool locations. It's going to be an exciting spring, and in the south, the spring starts in like February. So we're almost there anyway. So if I do come to Arlington, does that mean you're going to take me herping for the first time? Oh, fuck. Well, you're the one with the penis frogs nearby, so you should go herp there, too. I should penis frog herp, and then I can take a video, and you guys can all see penis frogs. Yeah, that would be exciting for the world. All right, did we ruin everyone's day? I'm not even sure. Yeah, sorry, guys. Was that too much? (laughs) I can't tell. I was having a lot of fun. We're going to talk about snake clits in a second, because it's news, technically. All Comment right. below. Was was that too much? Was that funny? I, I can't tell because I had a lot of fun. Maybe that's all that matters, but but you guys should matter too. So consent. I'll just forget that that turgid member. Willing participation. Let me know in the comments below mm-hmm. where you fell in that range. All right, Jana. So are we doing news? Oh, Let's also, news. if you're in the comments, like, awesome. subscribe. Come on, help us out, share it on your Instagram. Tell people that you're here so that we can uh, get those subscriptions up. They are climbing nicely. Um, we would love to hit a thousand because then we can do more fun stuff. We get like options on YouTube open up to us. So helps out. Thanks. Yeah. Um, let's do a little bit of news. We'll talk about clits here in a second. Oh, Stephen can't talk about clits. So he'll have to go in timeout if we talk about them. Okay. Well, first we're talking about Josh's frogs. Okay. That's relevant. So they're doing voting for their grants for field research on frogs. Have you voted yet, Jana? 
I haven't, but I am about to go do it after this. So if you go to their Instagram, link is also in the show notes for this episode. You can pick which, they've already like designated which ones get some money, but you can pick ones that gets like the, the I think the larger prize pool. And it's all field research on frogs or education about frogs. Uh, so I voted. So you can vote too, everybody. Speaking of voting, US Arc is doing a like a fundraiser voting thing. So you vote for the pictures for their calendar with a dollar per picture, US Arc Florida specifically. And so you can vote for or submit pictures for US Arc Florida. Um check it out on Instagram. But they obviously need help. Florida does. <laughs> so go ahead and vote. Donate a little bit or donate nothing. But Submit a picture and then make people help vote. Now on to clitorises. Did you read the paper or did you just read the... You have to warn me. <laughs> Steven is family friendly, guys. Come on. I don't think Steven really is, though. I think that's oh, all a deception. I'm sorry, Steven. You, you can go home. It's okay. Courtney, I'm going to give him back now. He, he's been scarred a little. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, continue. Did you read the... So you never read the news reports. You just heard it on Reptile Gumbo? Yeah. Okay. Jana, what are we going to do with you? So it was a woman. You're going to that... keep letting me show up because that's what we do. <laughs> Is there... uh, so a woman found him. You know, a slow clap. Yeah, I always love when like the guide boards and stuff are all men. All mm -hmm. white men. Yeah. Yeah. Do you even know what a woman looks like? <laughs> it's but fine. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Fine. Women are hard. So what was interesting is they did it across taxa in, in Australian species. So colubrids, elipids, viperids, and a python. And they found it in all of them. So they confirmed that it's like a basal trait. And it confirmed that it, like a plesiomorphy. So it's... It's in all snakes unless they have evolved to lose it. And I, there's no real evidence that they would have done that. Why? Why would a woman do that? Well, it's, things happen. Like how many times have birds gained and lost a penis? Well, I don't oh. care about their penises. I care about <laughs> ribbed for her pleasure. Well, I think birds have also lost clitorises sometimes too. <sighs> mm -hmm. it's Natural tough. selection is rough, guys does not always do what you want it to do right well you don't sometimes you don't get a choice that's what i'm saying like, that's why it's rough like we lost vitamin c th synthesis now we have scurvy it was just an, an accident right Oops. but it got it's fine because we ate enough fruit now so we have this did you see the the you didn't see anything um so here they are on a dissected snake so they're uh can we zoom in at all or not no it's a picture hang on i'm gonna try to zoom all the links see. will be in the show notes they're a little hemipene like structure behind the there's like glands then they have confirmed to have nerves and enough blood vessels to both be engorged and have some sensation the people who wrote the paper are obviously careful to be like you know it, we don't know how much role the nerves and blood vessels play in copulation, but obviously that would imply some role. So 
Nice. I mean, this is pretty obvious to me, but I'm not a scientist and I haven't been studying snakes, but when you put a boy in and the girl wags her tail, like she wants it. I mean, that, that this is not rape culture talking guys. Trigger warning. Sorry. Um, this is literally, she put a guy in and she's like, all right, all right. I like this one. And, and she wags her booty. Like for me, that says that there, there's want and it's not just like copulation want. I think that it's more than that. Well, you got to think about chickens. Uh, yeah, they. Why? Why do I have to think about chickens? Because they do the same things. They have mating behaviors where they'll come and bow before a male who, who asks to breed them. No, I'm not talking about mating behaviors. I'm talking right, about. But like, they don't have clitorises. That's she's the whole like point. excited and she's like wiggling. Don't you ever get excited I, and, and wiggle a little, Jessica? Right. But I'm saying you can't assume they have an organ based on their behavior. Oh, I can assume all I want because I'm not a scientist. <laughs> okay. I do not have to follow scientific method. I do not need a jury of my peers. I'm just saying the little wiggle in her jiggle is very indicative of somebody who is excited. I think now we can High say pandemic that that is correct, but I don't know if... Uh, anyway... So the, the other thing that was interesting in the paper, not in any of the show notes or, or, or not show notes, the, the articles, is they talked about intersex snakes that, and this agrees with my both personal experience and what I've heard on the internet, is that intersex snakes appear to have hemipenes but lay eggs. So these are just larger than normal hemiclitorises on a otherwise female snake, and they may not actually be intersex. They could not find an example in the literature of a animal with confirmed testes and just a hemiclitoris because they're homologous structures, the hemiclitoris and hemipenes, and they're both derived from the hawk genes that would make leg buds. So that's why there's two of them instead of one because the human one is derived from tail buds, which we only have one tail. That's why. Just... I'm so bummed about this. About what? You just get one. <laughs> Think of what we could do with two. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, but snakes only use one at a time. That sucks. Would they use more? But, I mean, they could use maybe more than one if they were creative. Like, little Viagra, a little drinky drink, a little party in the hotel. Like, stranger things have happened. I don't know. I think uh, Lisa asked a question. Does this mean that blood pythons have huge clits and that's why they're missex so often? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. The ones that you look at the tail thickness and you're like, I can't tell what it is. Mm -hmm. That girl's got to go down, if you know what I mean. Lucky, lucky girl. Well, sometimes they, they did talk about the, and this is something we'll probably do an episode on, that female monitors have engorgeable and evertible hemiclitorises so they can avert them like a hemipene but they're hemiclitorises so that's news to me <laughs> so the snake ones are not avertible <laughs> but i don't know how is it like sword fighting jonathan with pandemic python so that would be just be two that men couldn't find. <laughs> I don't know. It's actually wild. Well, men under 30. 
couldn't find someone some in their 30s or they do okay men over 40 they've usually got it quite figured out i might not I, I, leave home i got nothing you. i i yeah mm, i plead the fifth right and then the the intersex geckos that i've heard about have always been egg laying hemi peened females so those are just so large, they're just him- large clitorises and people are saying Maybe, it has they, to be a could still be intersex like they could have like a pair of testes in there too and a pair of ovaries like because they're like a chimera or or something i don't know but the the versions of intersex i've always seen have been egg laying things with hemipenes not the reverse or whatever yeah very interesting loved it it took the internet by storm oh yeah i forgot those tailed frogs they were doing like challenges where they would put two males in with one female to see it, which one would win and grab her first and how he grabbed her. Sometimes she chose both males, Jana. Sequentially, not at the same time. So it was in not case you didn't know, uh, Jessica is an erotic novelist, and that's not her really. Jam, I mean, everyone. but listen, uh, but she's forbidden just... me from giving you her pen name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll write something just for the show, you know, like getting my first free ball python at the reptile show. Just kidding. I would never do that, but I might. All right. Next up. Did you watch proper Royals this week? I did. Reggie. I didn't catch it live on accident. Sorry, but I did catch it. I think this was the day I had my finals and I came home and passed out for like an hour. And then I was like, fuck, Reggie's on proper royals. I need to go support him. Also, um, this is the day where 500 podcasts occur. So that's true. Most, yes. pe- most people are catching them on the download later anyway. I'm bringing this one up specifically because he of the tri-stripe comments. Did you hear that part? I mean, I listened to the whole thing, but I was mostly um, not paying attention. I mostly, no, what I mostly remember is how many really freaking cool stories he has about working with the Tiger King and how he like got to sleep with baby tigers, not dirty people. Like he was in the nursery and they were like running around and like chewing on his ears. And so he had to feed him every two hours. So he just like lived in there with like a sleeping bag. And, you know, like I have to say, I mean, He's real close to kicking my ass, and I, and I kind of think Leviathan's going to win the contest. But I would be really interested to watch a two-hour Reggie episode because I think he has some really fucking cool stories to tell about working for the Tiger King. I mean, like, dream job. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, empirically, he would be the most. No offense. Interesting. No, for sure. I don't have anything cool like that to say. Like, uh. Me yeah, and my I was. I was life. a trad oh, I've wife. Never watched. I was a. I was a little housewife, and my kids didn't, or my parents didn't let me watch TV when I was a kid. Uh huh. Right. No, I have nothing. I have nothing interesting to say compared to that, you know. And and so, I mean, I. I concede the presidency. He has got some, way cool stories to tell, and he's actually like a really cool dude. Um, a lot of us have become friends, and and he's just. He's a fascinating guy, and I really enjoyed hearing more from him because he's super quiet, so you don't hear from him a lot. 
Um, but go ahead and tell what you were saying, and then I'll tell you if I remembered it. But that's what so said. Tri stripe was a weak gene. I don't know why that what didn't stand out to you as like the most. Oh, I did. Thing. I did watch that, and then I was wondering what you would say to that. I actually meant to even like write that down. So, what do you think? Do you think he just has a bad line, or he has like too inbred of a line because his keep dying? Right. Have you heard that before? I've never heard that before. But he said he heard other people say that. I don't like disbelieve him or something. Oh but yeah, no, since, not at all. Since Tri Stripe came in independently, like six seven nine times a lot that can't be a weak gene then so he needs to outsource but he said he did in this latest line so he's hoping right. like i don't know what he needs to do but i would do more outcrossing to double check because yeah. if there's a like an incomplete dominant deleterious gene that's fine in the heterozygote but maybe a little weak or whatever or maybe recessive who cares he could be hitting it because they're all maybe in the U.S. more yeah. yeah, what he needs to do is sell his visual mail and buy a visual mail from someone else because I at think the very least they're all from the same. And I think he said that he did trade some hats with friends and stuff. But if mm -hmm. they all got theirs from the same people, then he's still inbreeding the same lines. But my advice on that would be, yeah, you definitely need a new mail, um, especially if there is any degree of relation, because I would be fucking pissed if and all your visuals kept dying if all my visuals kept dying i mean that's like a a complete stop complete reevaluation. Re that would be me selling and replacing with other other stuff like, marshall if you're still here have you have you ever heard of some lines of tri-stripe having problems with the visuals obviously marshall makes lots of visuals so are, his lines are fine buy some from marshall reggie yeah, I've never heard that. And I um, have seen lots of visuals. So and I don't think that they're head to head pairings either. I just oh man, I, I just was crushed for him because oh, yeah, let's go to that sucks. point too. head to head yeah. wouldn't make it better. By the way, people make the same argument about like, call albino eyeballs falling out just yeah. because so if it's head to head, that doesn't make the line the the cross stronger when you hit the visual if it's actually attached to the gene if it's not attached to the gene then you're just trying to avoid the secondary deleterious allele so the combination doesn't matter it could be visual to visual i know? agree with that um it's just I, something I mean, that gets like bandied about it's like a way it to does, hack yeah, around but it. it's not i know i understand that too uh creme de la clutch welcome um, Marshall says no. He's never heard of someone with bad tri stripe problems, and he's yeah, been in so, a long time and had lots of tri stripe. Yeah, Reggie, if you're if you're listening, um, contact Marshall and see if maybe you can get a mail from him. I think that that would be the best direction because then all of your um, female hats and stuff that are like half siblings to your male or whatever, um, mm -hmm. you could still breed them without losing that that time and that investment. And you should be able to sell your tristripe male because other people that shouldn't have that problem because they'll have a different females from it. So, um, yeah, that's what I would try first is a new male. All right, Jana, let's take a break from the news. I need you to tell me about aliens. Can you do that? Dun, dun, dun. Movie madness we'll finish time. News. All right, guys. So last week and some previous weeks you guys were creaming me because i don't know movie trivia and two movies were suggested that was the worst linguistic choice i've ever heard <laughs> what did i say they're creaming you what the fuck jana 
Jesus, you can talk about sex all episode, and right, I can't but say they're creamy. creamy? I'm, uh, okay, keep going. They were roasting me. Yeah, that's better. Jeepers, rough crowd tonight. That's um, creamed everybody. And it was between Evil Dead Two and Aliens, which is Aliens Two. Um, and aliens won by a landslide in the comment voting and the poll voting that I put in my um, stories. And I have a, a favorite for this movie madness that we're going to be doing from now for now in the foreseeable future. You guys can comment below while I'm talking. If you have movie suggestions from 1980 on, if it's older than that, guys, please don't suggest it. Alien is pre 1980. No, it's 1986. The first one one. I watched. The first one. So these are my thoughts. Are you ready? Okay. You got to love the future military. The beginning of the movie, they all fucking wake up. They have no idea where the fuck they are. They have no idea what the fuck their assignment is. They have had no prep time they get out of their bunks and they're all bitching and hazing each other and they're just like what where the fuck are we in space you know oh well i mean like we don't even know long how long we've been asleep whatever fuck what what are we doing today I mean, that's so that's so military it makes me want to scream so then they're like you have eight hours to figure out what the fuck we're doing here's some videos good luck see you down on the planet nate and everybody's just like, cool. <laughs> Let's go watch some videos and get our a day in the core is a day on the farm, Jana. Yeah, a day in the core. And they're just like, yeah. So then they drop these guys down on the planet with eight hours of information. Give them all these big ass cool guns. They go in and they're like, oh, it's clear. It's fine. So then everybody gets there and then they find the people and they set, they go out in this little car thing and they send them into a reactor with all their armor-piercing rounds. <laughs> this is so military. And the only person that's like, um, is this a problem? Is Ripley, who's mm-hmm. supposedly like a from 60 years ago fucking pilot. And she's like, um, guys, isn't this a bad idea? <laughs> so cool we wake up in the middle of space we don't know where the fuck we are we don't know what the fuck we're doing you've dropped us on this planet and told us to kick some ass hoorah oh by the way um you guys can't shoot anything good luck (laughs) so that's how the movie starts right i'm sure you guys all know this if you've seen it um of course nothing bad is gonna happen at this point because we've just told them you know good luck you can't use your guns anyway all hell fucking breaks loose and um can we just say that hudson's the biggest fucking pussy ever i am sure that any real marine wants to kick his fucking ass because i i know marines they're badass they're a little scary even (laughs) i know marines and they're not fucking badass like he's like this little pussy so it's pretty sad when the like badass character is like i said a pilot from 60 years in the past <laughs> and uh, a little girl so hudson's like character you, you know how he's like he was like dick waving early then he was scared like genuinely scared and then he was he when he dies 
he's completed Chris, a character who's, arc who's in in the in the military is saying he was that also that is um, exactly what marines are <laughs> so, right but but, but his character end, arc he, character he is arc, very brave he was as he dies badass as he right. died he that's like, called a character like, arc jana i know what a character arc is but <laughs> right. i was also like why does he have to fucking run his mouth and be this giant pussy and then be the hero in the end can't he just like not be a giant pussy there's a way to be like yeah i'm scared yeah this fucking sucks and not be a giant vagina game over man game over man yeah and so then he ended up coming out and he's like this fucking hero which good for you it's fine but also you were a giant vagina first well when cameron wrote like a like a, a cadre of like you know military dudes and dudettes and a team he was like who's gonna die right away and has no character arc and who isn't and so you get a little bitty character arcs out of all these okay it's a, but i just wanted to put a bullet you in just thought head. he was not okay he thought it was so irritating awful. he was irritating as fuck and i was like grow a pair yeah it sucks yeah it's scary but fucking man up cowboy up what the fuck my favorite line in the movie was when she ripley looks at hudson and she's like listen bitch this little girl survived here all alone no guns no adults no nothing so grow a pair you know like it was just fucking good okay so then i watched the whole movie it was awesome i really liked it definitely could be one of my favorites even though it's 100 years old so i watched this movie and i'm like yes i love this movie it's so awesome and it's kind of late but i'm like i gotta do it guys i gotta watch number three and then it ruined my life does it suck that they killed both of them right away? So here she is. She's made herself this little family. She's got this sexy ass Marine. She's got this badass little girl that she's rescued. I mean, like fucking dives down into hell and fights mm -hmm. the mother beast alien herself, the queen bee. And then, you know, climbs up out of the fiery depths of literal hell and jumps back onto the spaceship. And then cue the opening of the first movie. Everybody's fucking dead. Now mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Okay. You cryo freeze a child actor. And when they wake up, they can't be the same age because real life does not happen like that. They could have recast. Or... They could have recast. They could have right. anything like she was my favorite character from number two. Now I love Ripley. She's badass, but she's like constant throughout. My favorite character that wasn't Ripley was Newt. And then you get to the third one and you're like, yes, they're going to be this like badass alien killing fucking family. And they're dead. They're dead. They're dead, everybody. Spoiler alert. They're fucking dead. <laughs> you should watch like the making of of three because there was a earlier scripts that had them alive. I and will. I will that and earlier sucks. scripts had them going to Earth instead of going to like the the prison planet or whatever. And so the, it would have been different. And it was so bad, like, it, during the script writing hell. Like, that's why Hicks's face is smashed in by that, like, piece of metal. It's because he wouldn't even, that actor wouldn't even let them use his face on, like, a, a dead body. Because what he... What a dick. What do you mean, what a dick? He was so mad that they, like, would destroy all the character progression for Ripley. She got what she wanted. She fought for whatever. She oh, he was girl. mad that they weren't going to be in the next movie, so yes. then he wouldn't. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I agree I with him. Like, and, yeah, there's a full cool. emotional arc 
in Alien. I'm telling you, I was so excited to watch number three. I was like, yes, and there's no like 10 year wait because mm-hmm. it's already out, guys. And then I literally was like, this is bullshit. Right, especially since the uh, sexual tension between Ripley and Hicks is unconsummated. Well, and then they like try to throw you a bone and she fucks the doctor, but then they rip his brain out. And it's like, right. really? Like that's supposed to satisfy me in this like badass alien killer hunter family? That's what I was expecting from number three. I don't care if they crashed on a planet or went to Earth, but they were bad ass like they could have made the girl a little bit older they could have been like crash landed and trying to survive and the girl could have come out with one of those big ass guns you know like they could have fucking done anything i'm so mad about it but number two was badass and i loved it number three does not exist it's dead to me also adam in the comments talking about how they're surprised that a a pilot couldn't be badass i'm not saying that she couldn't be badass i'm saying that in the storyline supposedly she had been in cryostasis for like 60 years at this point. And so her understanding of technology and where they were 60 years in the future should have been far behind where those Marines were. Like everyone around her should have had more information about what was happening and what kind of a um, settlement they were going into than her. I'm just saying like basic understanding because you were alive when the technology happened that she should have been the least informed there other than the behavior of the aliens but it seemed like everybody was fucking clueless and she's just like fine i'll just tell everybody how everything works even though i've been asleep for 60 years and technology should be like way outdated for me isn't that the whole point though jenna is that the the corporation sent someone and the the lieutenant was new so he wasn't very good at anything either very experienced and so there was no buddy to stop what was going to happen and so even though she is also naive as well she knows a little bit more than the other two dummies who are in charge at this point and that makes her character just that much fucking cooler Right. Because did you see the director's like, cut or did you see the non-director's cut? I couldn't find the director's cut. You dumb hobag. Do you know what a torrent is yet? No. <laughs> oh god, all right, we'll talk about this later. The director's cut has the scene where she talks about her daughter. In the beginning of the movie where she's I all was like hung cheated. up. Yes, you were cheated. I told you Damn to watch it. the director's cut. I know, and I couldn't find it. I'm sorry. I had to pay $5 each of those fucking episodes. Oh, my God. We need to explain to you the internet now that you're back. You do need to explain to me. All right. So if anybody has some movie suggestions below while we're finishing up this episode, that would be helpful. We'll do another vote in the next few days. Um, it's usually like a 24-hour vote because I'm going to do it in stories, and I'll also post it blah 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 so if you have movies from the last 50 years comment below make her watch grave of the fireflies everybody and we'll see if she can survive i mean there's got to be more than just those two because i'd like to make this a segment guys but nobody's helping in the comments. They're just there's a little there's three silent. seconds delay. I think you should do Grave of the Fireflies v like Princess Mononoke okay, because those are like you know Miyazaki classics. But one will make you want to die, and one won't. So will the audience want you to die? But you should keep Evil Dead in your roster 
It is. Like, it's still on the list. Right. Even though like, I heard it was scary. I don't like scary movies, guys. It's not really scary. It's more like, um, I don't know, like cult classic-y, like funny, weird. I guess it's kind of scary, but you're an adult. Like if you were a little kid, it's scary. I don't. I think it's just like am hilarious. I, am I an adult? I think I missed a class where they handed out adult badges. I think that movie is any kind of movie. Yeah, nine oh five asked if, but there maybe was a they should be genre. in like pair pairings. Um, it's camp. Is that a movie or is that like a, a euphemism? <laughs> yeah, camp that. is correct like a campy it was like an underground movie and then they re remade it into evil dead 2 and then it still was underground but like it's so funny weird i don't know chris harris sam raimi producing that dinosaur movie is he uh directing it comment in the oh did you see the trailer for the new spider-man i haven't but did you see the trailer for the new avatar yeah, but oh, fuck you. Why does everyone hate Avatar? I love. I don't it. hate Avatar. It's fine, but it's not. Cameron's days of glory are in the past. Okay, maybe you oh. should watch Terminator Two. Also, no, wait, you should watch Terminator One because it has the same actor as Hicks. I can't remember his name right now. Who's a cutie, a cutie patootie, right? And he has they have a great sex scene in there. And then watch two and think about. Uh, Is that like the Sarah Connor McConnell something with the uh, the guy that was the governor in California, Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. My brain doesn't work that you think of Arnold Schwarzenegger as only the governor. <laughs> you think of him as the governor first, not as the Terminator. This is the most insane thing I've ever heard you say out loud. I, I, I live to please, you know, okay. I like to keep you on your toes. Just uh It's like listening, you know that that TV show where they like opened up the, the like underground bunker and a bunch of like Mormon dressed little girls come out and, and she and she goes to New York and meets um, like Kimmy? Yes. My best this is my like. best girlfriend was like, Jana, you have to watch this movie. It's you. <laughs> I'm telling you, she literally said that. She was like, This is how you were when I met you. Right, you're doing better. Kimmy did better too, right? I am Kimmy. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm Kimmy. It's look at how good I'm doing compared to Kimmy. Okay. There's a big debate about Avatar's good uh, Boondock Saints should be awesome. Actually, Boondock I love Saints, the first Double Jeopardy. Great. I have seen Double Jeopardy many times. I'm a huge Dud fan. Um, that's a fucking good movie fucking good mm. I, I love that movie i've seen it multiple multiple times um i own it on dvd which is now obsolete oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah oh, uh, wolves i i have seen that as well well i think they're talking about whether or not avatar is derivative of dances with wolves and last samurai and fern gully which it is but that's okay i think avatar is fine it has merit but like it to me like no one cares anymore it's been too long james i'm sure it'll be fine i'm sure people will go there and like it 
But 3D makes me like obnoxiously sick. So I hate 3D and I hate that Avatar made 3D popular. <laughs> so I would go to the movies and be like, is this a 3D showing? They're like, yep. And I'm like, bye. Ashley Judd is fucking hot in Double Jeopardy. That might be why I've watched it so many times. <laughs> she may be on my top five hit it celebrities list. All right. Well, you pick from these recommendations too. And then we'll have a little vote. So when I'm saying Avatar, guys, I'm not talking about like the wind and the whatever Avatar cartoon. Oh, I'm talking about that, though. I'm talking about the big blue alien Avatar. I've seen Shawshank Redemption. I've seen The Green Mile. I have not seen Tombstone. The hard part is like you need to watch shows and that would take you a really long time to like catch up on shows it would take a really yeah. long time but i do have a lot of snakes to clean so if they don't have to be like your undivided attention then then it could be okay shouldn't they be though they should be i was trying to give this my undivided attention so right i don't know you're tough all right let's talk about snakes good job watching aliens which is my favorite like relaxation movie it was really, really good. I just should have asked you before I watched number three because it was a mistake. Mistakes were made. And then I was invested, so I had to watch the whole thing. And just the whole time, I was just like, oh, I fucking hate this movie. Ugh, ugh, this, is, this is not what I would have done. I fucking hate it the whole time. But the, right, the there's something one was very satisfying about two. Very satisfying. And you're like, damn, we did it guys and then three is like no just fuck you stand in your eyes right away the whole yeah i just pretend three and four aren't canon oh good i didn't watch four because i was like three betrayed me four resurrection is funny because it's written by joss whedon which you know that's interesting in itself but that's the only reason you would want to watch it to me okay Mm, let's talk about snakes look at this on the internet i found it so this is a pause het pied but it's obviously het pied so this snake looks a lot different because it's het pied when do we get to admit that pied is more incomplete dominant than not hang on we should think about it harder shots were fired in the comments section chris i am die hard Firefly fan, and I have even seen Serenity. Fuck you. Go ahead. <laughs> do you like Joss Whedon then? I do. All right. I've also so seen if you uh, go every watch episode Resurrection, of Castle. Since Resurrection so you know. had b- happened before Firefly, timeline wise, it's like the same thing. Like a ragtag group of space uh, cowboy Lindsay's asking for an explanation and i'm not sure what she's talking about because i was distracted i know you gotta focus on snakes now we're talking about snakes i'm uh, sorry your husband i mean who hasn't seen firefly fuck uh a lot of people haven't seen firefly okay so it is so obvious that the snake is hepied even though it's 50 percent, because it's striped and i've never you don't usually see this like pintuple stripe on a snake so this snake to me looks better than its pied version will look and i I think we should start talking about het pied not just in the context of champagne as like an enhancing het form 
but in the context of these like bell leopard combo things because it's so substantially different and frankly its own thing like i would want to make just this not go for the visual version of it because it's it's cool too it's very cool and i love how it's like the pet pie is like burned orange along the belly and then it's trying to ring i love when it does that i think that looks really good Right. So why can't the Hepide version like add a price point like it's another incomplete dominant because it's like cool by itself? I think it should be an incomplete dominant, especially with how it reacts with some genes and how it Hepide it rings out sometimes. I think that that's absolutely a true it's statement. Cool. Mm -hmm. Maybe nobody cares, but like I like these combos much better than like the like this. If it was visual, would be like. Can you click on the shots. can you click on the belly? Click on the belly. I have problems. Yeah, so it's made a white belly, but it had a white belly in it because of uh mojo. But it's pushed it up a little bit. Although I've been getting that. Y'all, my yellow bellies are doing that from that. My plot. yellow belly gravels are doing that. Mm -hmm. So I gotta test one, see if they're pied, but I don't I don't know. I think they're just doing that. Well, my blackhead yellow belly is not hit pie because I bred him to a pied and he does it anyway it's just yellow belly is like pied side and corn it just pushes it can push it with blackhead or leopard or some other things all right i just wanted to point that out for the hundredth time that i think the head form of pied is better than the visual <laughs> oh all right jana what do you think this is Do you have any thoughts? You might not be able to guess it. That's why it's crazy. Super enchy pastel fire super OD. It's an OD pastel. You're pretty close. OD pastel yellow belly blaze enchy puzzle. Oh, this visual puzzle? Visual puzzle. And this is the snake's garage cool. picture. I just, I'm it like. It's good. You see the you can see like the puzzle feelings here. Yeah, yeah I was trying to decide what was making that and I couldn't, and that's what the puzzle's doing. It's a very interesting version of like making an, a different kind of striped snake. Cause it but this is all really like busy and weird. So I'm actually like into it, I think. Like that hidden gene woma puzzle. Like an empty back, a stripe. No, and then it's, it's absolutely pattern dinging off hanging off of it. Is that the most genes they've put in a puzzle so far? I don't know. Marshall, write in. Um, also, Richard, somewhere in the comments, he said that his second episode is up. Is it up or is it this Sunday? Oh, second episode of my podcast is Sunday at 10 a.m. Central. Is it live or are you? Um, he was up? live last time. Oh, so probably live. Maybe. Um, check him out on YouTube and Instagram. Give him some support, like, follow, all that stuff, guys. Uh, That's a sexy snake, by the way. Blackhead, Desert Ghost, Clown. Can you click on it, or is that as big as no. it's going to get? Sorry. Well, I think it's cool. It'll probably look better when it's older. It'll look but better this is a world in like first. 300 pounds or 300 pounds, 300 Whoa. grams. <laughs> Shit. Um, no, 300 grams. It'll look amazing, but it looks fucking great. And it didn't reduce it too much. 
I mean, obviously it did some, but it, it looks really good. Yeah, I saw a blackhead Mojave Desert Ghost that looks better than the GHI Mojave Desert Ghost. Is that weird? It was, uh, I don't know, what exclusive snakes or whatever they're called. They're in Poland. That one looked nice. So the, the blackhead must be strong enough to look good to me in Desert Ghost at that point. Last one. Matt Byram, Pastel Lesser, Leopard, Stranger Clown. Look at how the the pattern is dribbling off of the saddles. The stri striped, like now striped. And this little like, <laughs> yeah, wax or like mushroom buds. I just thought it was very cool also. Spring flower buds on the naked branches of life. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's it's all right. All right. It is brown, so I guess it's maybe not that exciting, but just the shape of like the the pattern, the drip, the color is awful, but the pattern is amazing. I think we can fix the color. All right, that's it, Jana. Oh, collection updates, baby kitty. I, he's my snowflake. I have some sad news. Oh my god, what now? Probably, probably gonna get some hate for this. So um, I made a rookie mistake and I killed my garters. All of them? Okay, what did you do? So um, you know how garters, you can like chop up their food for them mm -hmm. instead of giving them like whole rodents. So every once in a while, I like to do that just to mix it up. Mm -hmm. And um like a fucking idiot because I was tired and not thinking straight. I had like an extra, it was like a hopper or a fuzzy, not a fuzzy, it was like a hopper or a small mouse. Those have bones. Don't cut those up and give them to your garters. They'll choke and die. So they all choked on different pieces of the same hopper because the bones were too pokey? I fed them Two or three days later, all three were dead. And I fed other things those same rodents, and none of them are dead. So it's not like the rodents were bad. Are you sure you didn't, like, touch something and then touched it? They have their own... Like, touch, like you touched their rodent with your hands, and you happen to have, like, front line on your hands or something, and then you chopped up their things. I'm just like... I just... I'm not disbelieving that. I'm just like I didn't have pulling it apart a little bit. I didn't have any like physical contact with the rodent. And I cut it up. I have these like special scissors that have like 12 blades. I know. I just uh, it just it's all weird. three dying is weird from like choking cuz I shove tails and legs and stuff down the tiniest little and the, and the bone is sometimes like because I'm chopping up the bone. Well, that's what I thought it was. Because literally I like chopped up like a, a small mouse. And put it on there. And then they were all dead. And nothing else was different. And no one else was sick. It was not like they were all doing great. It does suck. I'm just. All three kicked the bucket. Right. It, I agree that it has something to do with that feeding. Because it's too fast, but all three getting hurt from a piece of a bone and a food item this exact same way at the exact same time seems more like there's a, something about the food item 
Oh, okay, that's fair. They're still dead, though. Sorry about that. Uh, that was crazy. I, I checked I still... all the temps. I checked um, the entire enclosure. Nothing was different. It was it was definitely something to do with the feeding. So, I don't know. Did your kid spray bleach on the food on accident or F ten? Uh, not to my knowledge, but I mean, anything could happen. Well, for chicken bones. They can eat raw chicken bones. It's just uh, cooked chicken bones will shatter in like unexpected ways while being eaten. This isn't what's happening here. So, so you like put little like leg pieces and then rib pieces. I just you were chopping the, it up with the, the scissors. The, I just the want, and normally it makes like little tiny pieces, but they were like little bit bigger pieces because it was a big thing to cut up. Yeah. And I didn't care, like, didn't think about it because they normally eat like a big pinky, you know. And so I'm like, these are that's like similar. So you used like a hopper mouse. I just I don't know. It was a, it was like a small mouse. It was like furry and everything, but it was cut to pieces, like big chunks, like about half the size of a pinky mouse. Where's like the chunk size? But your snakes are like pretty big now. They're like a year. They were. They can eat a whole pinky. Yeah, they right? eat they eat whole pinkies. They could eat two whole pinkies. Right. That's very weird. Yeah, I was really upset. It was yeah. sucky. Holy shit. I don't it, it could have been that, but it, I feel like there's something else going on that we don't know about. Like maybe the Yeah. Would you, like, would you want a necropsy or them one? I didn't necropsy them, no. Um like one day they were out basking and then the next day there was nobody out basking. So I was like, Oh, that's a little weird. Uh, maybe they're, maybe they're going into shed or something. And then the next day nobody was out basking. So I went to, I went to hunting. Hmm. Well, are you getting more? Or are you going to like take a break? again? I'm taking a break from garters. <laughs> that's the second time that something bad's happened with garters. And I'm just, I'm just going to take a little little break while my wee heart heals. How are your frogs doing since we talked about frog stuff? My frogs are doing amazing. I fucking hate that I didn't buy flightless fire or fruit flies because now there's flies fucking everywhere because it's impossible to like tap the flies out without getting a few that like come out of your face. And mm -hmm. I, I made poor choices, but we love the frogs. They're super fun. Um, when I told the kids that I had killed the garters. Um, they were pretty upset, but then we went and watched the frogs and everybody mm -hmm. calmed down and it was okay. Um, but the frogs are in my kids' room, so that's not really a great place to have flies. So I might move the frogs, their entire tank, um, just in case for like biosecurity reasons, this, this bioactive has to get reset or whatever. Do you have a pair or, or is this a communal species? The frogs that I have, I just got two that were in a cup together. I have no idea if they're female. I have no idea if they're male. They are the same species. There's two of them in there. One of them's super friendly and outgoing, and one of them is always like hiding in the back. I have no idea how to tell if they're male. So, or if female. you have two boys, are you like prepared to separate or whatever? Will they kill each other? Yeah, a lot of frogs are mean to each other. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they could live together. That's not what the lady at the booth said. She well, said maybe it was fine. Species can. Well, they can live together while they're babies. When they become sexually mature, a lot of frogs will fight. 
Yeah, it's not uncommon for garters just to kick the bucket, but it is uncommon for all three to kick the bucket on the same day. So there's something, an event that happened, whether like their water was tainted. I still wonder if it was salmonella. Or salmonella or or something because it was literally that food item and then they were dead. So I know that they can just die randomly and that if one had done that, I would have thought that, but all three, when they were perfectly healthy the week before. Mm-hmm. Weird. Well, uh, we'll check back in on the frogs, see how they're doing a couple weeks. Yeah. Apparently one of them's going to kick the bucket. I'll have to look at see if well, I Well, not tell. now until they're older or if they're a species that does live communally. Some of them do, but a lot of the darts and stuff pair off and like, get all sassy with each other if they maybe we have a boy and a girl and then it'd be fine right um i asked when i bought them and they said they were too little to tell right but eventually that's why i was like are you ready to buy another cage if you have two males that's why i was was getting at when they grow up kid wants to get like a huge big cage and do like a waterfall and all kinds of like crazy shit so i we'll see okay all right, we're in like collection updates. People can ask questions. Uh, we have a little bit of time and then we'll leave because we did it. Holy mackerel. We did it and it's not three hours, guys. It's okay. We can do it. I, I cut down the stupid frog thing. I was going to talk about salamanders. <sighs> so, so what's your fucking... collection update? I ultrasounded like 30 females. And what's it look like? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like really super couple worried. At like twelve that I could like prepare or whatever, and I yeah. did. But I was super I'm... worried that I'd like miss the season because I was busy with college and stuff. And then I did ultrasounding, and I'm like, I miss nothing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's fine. And then when I look at it, like a lot of my females don't ovulate. The earliest ovulation I have is usually in March. That's like a normal year thing. So they could still be, they're still building like in January to start. So even if they got paired like October, November, December, none of those fucking mattered anyway. So like the, the female that started to build after moving, she uh, had a pre-lay shed. So she'll lay sometime in January or whatever. But she's like a weird animal that paired for decided to build for no reason by herself. <laughs> right when we came back, she wasn't like part of the season. So she should lay. That's like my first thing. But I feel like it's not attached to this season. Just she's random. like her own rando, rando season. And I she bred her son. So I, I uh, we'll see how fucked up that is. Um, but Ooh, who is that? Who is it? Which one? It's the granite gene that's in the inchy tiger lily is the mom is snickets getting her son this year yeah i put him in there to see if he was interested he's not so he needs a couple more months and she was at 12 or something okay two i'm having a hard time like seeing her phenotype in her babies this year because there was like pen and inchy and then like obscured it yeah yeah what about the rest of your stuff when's it coming up from brumation oh because you had to wait a long time because you're in a new place yeah so like Uh, my shit's coming up like 
January 15th, but your shit can't come up that early, right? I, I don't know. I'm, because it's they were underfed for like a long time to get ready. And then they were, they've been down there for like four or five weeks. I might just bring them up whenever I feel like it. Because they're not even that cold right now anyway. So they're losing weight. They're in the 60s. So you're almost not brumating them. You're just starving them. Right. So I might just bring them up and just be like, whatever. We're just going to do what we're going to do. And that will be fine. I don't care. So in the future, are you going to get like a refrigerator? Like incubator size refrigerator to brumate or? No. They're not like... No offense, corn snakes. Like worth enough money to put in a lot of infrastructure just for their needs, and they'll still breed without it. They just won't be as synced up or whatever. So, whatever. But do you, you know really need I mean? eleven million corn babies at the exact same time? Like, do you need them to be synced up? You need them to be synced up because you want spermatogenesis and oh, so you can to happen at the same properly. time. Got it. Okay. Right. Because some males would be like, I'm not making a sperm right now. I'm busy. I'm busy. Doing nothing. I'm busy getting I'm bigger. I'm in danger. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that would be why you would think about Not because you care about when they lay eggs. But I did sell a corn snake this week. Oh, good. So God bless America for that. And then Sean was like, he's selling out of all of his corn snakes. And he was like, yeah, I put all my corn snakes for 60% off. And then everybody ran to his little table to go get up. And I'm like, Sean, you're ruining the market for everybody else. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So did you have any any follicles of anything or just nothing? Um, I just did some like really important females this weekend. Now that I'm done with school, I'm going to go and do everybody. So the really important pairings, nobody was doing anything. Um, so I, I need to go and ultrasound my my big African import and see where she's at. Because I don't think I'm breeding her this year. I think I'm waiting for her son to get big enough. And she normally goes, like, ovulates in late January. So um, I, I'm hoping she doesn't, like, get lo- use last year's sperm because she hasn't been paired at all this year. And I don't want to pair her. Um, but I just wanted to check in and see what she's doing because she's a, a big, thick girl. She's like 3,000 grams, even though I haven't been feeding heavy. Um, and so she kind of looks like she might be building on her own, which would piss me off. So if she gets up to like 30 or something, I might throw something in there because I don't want the same male as last year. Um, but I was hoping not to breed her. I'm hoping not to breed like half my animals this year. But if they get pretty far down the road, like you should at least have a say in what they're producing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would um, do it. All right, Lisa, ask a question. Do you feed them when you bring them up before you start to pair? I'm assuming she's talking about colubrids. Yes. There's usually like two months or so of like heavy feeding. They brumate, they wake up, they get a lot of feeding. Sometimes they'll pair after the first shed. Sometimes it's the second shed after brumation. But you got to feed the dickens out of them yeah, during I just, that time. I just uh, paired after the first shed and I did not do well. So I'm definitely going to pair after the second shed as well this season for my king snakes. Yeah, sometimes they just ovulate much, much later. Yeah. So like you keep going till the party's over. So we have like 20 minutes left. Do we want to have a party up in here? What do you mean? You mean like that party that we talked about before? 
Yeah, but we don't. Do we have time to get someone ready? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, we don't have to get anybody ready. Just throw it out there and see what happens. Where's the spirit in that? I don't know. It's fine. If somebody wants to jump on and uh, uh, shout out their favorite movie, (laughs) we'll send you a link. Or themselves or something. Anybody that's in the comments, if you want to jump on live with us. I need to go to the banyo and you're trying to drag this out. That's what I'm saying. You need to go where? (laughs) The The what? I I heard bong. Sorry. (laughs) Richard, you've already been on. Don't be a show hog. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the hard part is people need to be like ready. (sighs) They have to be home and ready and willing to show their faces. Right. Um, um, how are your boas? They're they're fine. Boas take a long time. It's like nothing happens like and then something and big happens. And tickle and cuddle. And do you think your IMGs are going to go this year? They didn't go last year, right? There's only one. So I don't know why you're saying I thought you had a, t- a pair. No. This one. They're, are they both like the the exantic or whatever the... oh lord jana damn it i'm sorry i made myself look stupid again there there's a there's three animals that are het vpi he's a visual vpi albino is that what you're thinking vpi i see i thought exantic but it's vpi right. i almost said vpi but i was like that's that's Paul Pie thoughts vpi got a lot of a lot of fun stuff so Yes, it, so I'm bringing him to Twiggy, which is a Het Jablonski Superstripe first before the visuals, because I don't think a IMG Superstripe exists. So for some reason, that was more important. And she's in like pre-ovulation swell mode. Uh, so after he's done with her, he can go on to the the other Het VPIs. Why would you want a plain old boring boa when you could have a beautiful boa she produces some like really gorgeous stuff that's really inexpensive so you you should get i get one of normal boas too because uh, i think I, normal boas are pretty nice but they're like what are the ones you produce that are like reddish and stuff there's like that fancy mail that you use am i making <laughs> what are you talking about the pastel dream qs motley that's a corn snake, not a boa. No? Jesus, Key West. I am talking about that one. Yes. Yeah. There's no Key West corn snake. There's a Keys corn snake. Mm, Jana, we got to do the boa episode like three more times because we <laughs> doing it twice was apparently not enough. It did not. It did not sink in. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I like normal boas. Usually like co- compounding boas is... Uh, bad for boas because they get worse but um i don't know if i talked about this in the podcast but i got another longicata so the only boa i purchased this year was uh airbud i don't another know why longicata. but whenever you say longicata it makes me so happy <laughs> like it's the funnest thing to say ever why well, i don't know it just sounds really badass i just longicata i got another longicata this year that's right bitches <laughs> I don't know how to help you out, Jan. All right, Marshall asks, is the call albino the only one with the eye problems? No, the sharp albino also has eye problems. I don't know. I think I think we're uh, getting a no-go on the joining. Maybe we should let Retro in because he was excited. Uh, okay. Uh, let me... 
talk to them about something talks amongst yourselves um yeah emily and ed damn them they're amazing i'm not actually saying damn them um they're the reason that 80 percent of the children at reptile shows are there because they've watched uh emily and ed so if you're looking for what to invest in if you're wanting a noah's ark collection just make sure you're an avid uh, snake discovery fans watcher because those are the ones the kids are coming in and asking for. So like the blue beauties. Um, I mean, they just the ones that they're featuring on their channels. Those are the ones the kids want. And so hog noses have gotten really popular because of them. Um, like I said, the blue beauties, the what's the other ones that they breed those big ass uh help me out here Jessica. what kind of thing they're the big ones oh, that they bull, breed. Snakes. bull snakes thank you i have kids coming in going do you have bull snakes and i'm like that's not a beginner snake child <sighs> so yeah they they do a lot of promoing and a lot of children have snakes because of them i didn't watch the unfiltered yet yeah argentine boas that's another one Right, but they haven't ever even bred them. So are people like looking for them even though they haven't bred them? They so, see it on yeah. Snake Discovery and they come to the reptile shows and they regurgitate the information at you. Right. So what we need to do is convince Snake Discovery to like better things. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I'm just saying that they have the power over the children of the industry. Like Right. Justin well, then has the power, power over the ball python industry. Stop emphasizing snakes that aren't good for snakes. Should we force that issue on them? I don't think that they understand the power. I, I know think that they, they do. I they know that the kids are watching and they know that kids are seen and they're showing them all these examples because they have a zoo and they say all the time because we have a zoo we can have this animal but that's not what kids are hearing like they literally are coming in and they're like i want this here's richard he made richard it. welcome hey guys i can't believe gals. you showed up even though i hate yeah it no you. the boa thing <laughs> the boa thing yeah so I'm gonna I gotta fix the well, you know, there can't be two attention whores on the same podcast. So I'm glad you're starting your own podcast because I'm the attention whore here. What about this one? There we go. All right. Um, no, the, tell us about your thing. goals for your podcast. My oh, you want to talk about? He wants to talk about Boas first. Okay. No, the Boa thing. Yeah. My youngest daughter, Kate, obviously, we had Emily here for her fifth birthday and she. She brings Doug, who is, I don't know, nine foot long, just your normal wild type boa. She has been obsessed ever since. So she's on the boa have, train. My middle daughter, Addie, wants a banana. She right wants now. a banana boa python now. Like for sale. It's just you can't it, put that you know, on a market if it's $100. You know, you have to sell it at a show. Right, right. She's saying and she has one to boas, just hit like, her up. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm going to have to do that. But I, I told my daughter, I said, a boa, the risks involved in buying a boa constrictor for some rando at a show is way too much for me to handle. Mm -hmm. You want to buy from Jessica. She doesn't get it, but I'm like, the last thing I want to do is bring some random boa into the collection and, you know, just That's why deal I don't with have that boas, nonsense. Because it scares but, the hell out of me. 
I don't know if she wants me to talk about it, but I'll talk about it right. in and- a big way. But like there was a a necropsy in the Discord about uh, arena and it was it, it crawled into the boa's eyes like it followed the nerves and so like they found it in all these tissues but the one that was the most interesting to me was that it was in the eyes <laughs> so your boas can like leak arena from their eyeballs anyway go ahead uh, no thanks <laughs> um yeah so she has a bunch and she makes really pretty ones so you know i there's nothing wrong with the normal i was just teasing but she just has pretty ones too that aren't expensive yeah, I mean, you know what it's like. Well, it's just she wants a, she wants a, she just she wants, wants a snake a, a, that's gonna look like Doug. That's all that matters. Oh, okay, she wants a, a mini a Doug you know? Junior. So it's just yeah, I mean, and Doug's a great snake. I mean, he's super handleable. It's she uses him in her her programs. You know, he's a great ambassador animal, and that's what she wants. I mean, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe we'll get a boa. But, no, the there, my podcast. It's the first episode. The first episode was basically me just ranting about a bunch of different things, which anybody that knows me knows that that's what I do when I get rolling. But mm-hmm. the goal is, is it's gonna be, it's gonna be a my podcast will be a place where I'm gonna vent about things that are going on in the hobby, because I have an opinion about things. I'm gonna share that opinion. You may disagree with me. You may think I'm a fucking idiot, but I'm going to share my opinion. You know, it's, I, I think there's too many people in this, in this industry that have opinions, but are unwilling to share them because it may hurt their business. You know, yeah, I'm, I don't like, sometimes it's not the business. Sometimes it's just like the amount of literal shit that dribbles into your uh, message inbox and you're like, Oh, did I want that extra headache this week? So, like, that's why I may self-censor, although maybe we don't censor enough. (laughs) This is us censors, guys. You're welcome. But the other goal is I I'm Wally was in Wally Kern from Supreme Gecko was in the chat earlier. He's agreed I'm gonna have him on in January sometime. Congratulations. yeah, we're gonna take a you deep guys can dive do like into a whole the period. Oh, it's it's we're we're gonna have to limit what we talk about because there's so many things yeah. we can talk about. That's what I'm but saying. You guys can do like I want to take a bunch. deep dive. Yep, I want to take a deep dive into the Periodora genus, which is the all the Madagascan ground geckos. Are yours um, from him? Because I think they're super from other people. I uh, sorry, a Did lot you... of my stock has come from him originally. But I've imported mm-hmm. stuff from Europe. I've got a good mix. But he is his channel and talking to him in person at a show, it's what got me into these little goofy geckos. So it's he's just I can't I it sounds like I'm gushing, but I, I have a man crush on Wally Kern. I mean, he's just what he does mm-hmm. and what he does for the hobby, he's super underappreciated too. His YouTube channel is amazing. The information that are in his videos is amazing, mm-hmm. but it's it's not it's not the content that most people are looking for on YouTube. You know, me being a gecko nerd, I love his channel. But if you're just a random reptile person, his channel is going to be boring as hell. But his channel is really 
good like 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 it's peak utility you get like 10 minutes of like this is the species intro or this is the species me feeding yeah. the babies or this is the species new setup it's actually like extremely good but yeah i also did not ever was never like recommended it until like pretty recently i don't know why like why because he should give more views but yeah i i absolutely agree and it's just I mean, is it just Supreme Geckos on YouTube? What's his? Yep, name? Supreme Gecko. Yeah, Supreme Gecko. Okay, and, you and know, just and so it, you know, everyone knows you guys have a man crush on each other because we saw it on your episode with us. Whoa. Just like, just saying, you don't have I, to hide it. It's okay. It was beautiful. It happened. He, he's the kind of guy. I've vended some shows that he's vended, and I've attended a lot of shows that he vends. And it's him and his wife Nanette are there. They have this amazing setup because he's got his geckos he's got his isopods he's got it all and when you see the families with kids that walk up to their table and the kids are super interested in reptiles and the parents are like they don't know what's going on the way he interacts <laughs> Thank you, with Ed those and Emily. <laughs> people, yeah the way he interacts with those people it's just it's amazing to sit back and just watch him do what he does at his reptile show he epitomizes what me as a vendor aspires to i mean the way he yeah. connects with people i mean he's just i i can't say enough good things about him and i'm ex super excited to have him on do you have a date yet or just in january just sometimes he's so busy now with his 12 days of christmas thing um he's busy with his animals he's just he's a busy guy i mean he's got a lot going on yeah um but we're gonna get it done and it's just you know i'm in the last month or two, I've gone through some things with my collection and kind of questioned what I'm doing, where my focus is at, and yeah, unfortunately, I'm really going to double down on... Yeah, you have to go through those kinds of changes and, and yeah. reevaluate every few years. Mm -hmm. I'm going to double down on the Picta geckos, and I just hatched out some more termite hill geckos, which are super adorable. I'm super excited about those because not a lot of people are working with those in captivity. Um, it's just, just, I'm, I'm super pumped for 2023 and now starting this podcast, you know, we're going to, we're going to cover things. I'm going to, you know, I'm an open book. Somebody hits me up on Instagram and wants to know what would you do or how do you do this? Or, you know, they want to talk about producing geckos, husbandry, whatever. I'm going to lay out what I do. What I do works for me. It may work for you. Um, you know, I'm willing to share information. That's what the podcast will be about. I'll be ranting and raving. I hope to have some guests on. I'm going to have a guy on, on Sunday morning. Um, he's a local Crested Gecko breeder, just kind of starting this whole thing, but he has spent a lot of money buying a lot of animals from well-known Crested Gecko breeders. And he's basically going to make a splash when he really starts producing animals. Um, I'm not going to spoil what we're going to talk about, but there is some controversy. Yeah, show up if you want to hear what's going on. Yeah, there, there's going to be some. I have feelings about how that happens or people that are doing what he's doing. And it's just, I'm going to ask some questions. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about what I call clout chasing. And what I think it's doing to this hobby. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, that's what I'm doing. 
Yeah. Um, and the the crested gecko or the gecko industry, the lizard industry is underserved in the podcasting realm. So um, it's good to see somebody doing it um, because I feel like everybody's just talking about ball pythons. And so to see other reptiles being the focus is I think that's good for the hobby. And there's a couple that have popped up in the last six months. And that's yeah, I've seen that, too. It's, they're, it's great. they're good podcasts and they're focusing on you know, all this new stuff, the sables and the caps. And, you know, they're talking about that stuff. And it's, it's, you know, the controversy surrounding the sable stuff now is just ridiculous. Um, You know, there's the infighting about that. It reminds me a lot about the fighting and the backstabbing that took place in the early days with the ball python market and the new morphs. Everybody racing to produce the next world's first and people talking about things that, they're t- talking about things in absolutes, which we've only been working with these morphs for a year or two. How can anything be absolute? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know. Nobody's an expert. So, yeah, you can have I things mean, pop up like the caramels or it's the, just, like I said, the desert gene. And they, there could be problems with these really expensive genes. Right. Right. And it's, you know, there are people that are, they're talking about it. Um, I'm kind of just sitting back and laughing at, kind of the idiocy that I see happening with the arguments about this. It's like, it's, you got grown men and women arguing about the dumbest shit. So, I mean, but Hey, that's just, that's me. That's, that's how I look at things. I'm you, you're going to know exactly where you stand or where I stand on an issue because I'm not afraid to say what I got on my mind. So, yeah. all right. Sunday at 10 a.m. Yep. yep. 10 a.m. Central. Cantankerous um, Corlophus. Yep, Correct. and it's the channel is Creative Coralophus, my name. Um, you know, I'll be blasting stuff on my stories. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, Marshall I'm gonna... asked, uh, uh, your opinion is good, but you get flack from people that think it's not with no experience. Um, well, yeah, I, those, those are the fucking Facebook experts that it's like everybody, they've owned an animal for six months. Now they're starting a podcast and telling everybody how to do do the breeding business. You know, I mean, it's what you got to. I call them the crusty moms and the crusty dads. It's like get the fuck out of here. You know. <laughs> yeah. You've had you've had a gecko for a year. It's you know, I mean, I've only been I'm going into you know six years keeping crested geckos. It'll be my fifth year breeding. It's like I've seen some things with the number. Of, animals that i've produced you know you got somebody with one or two animals saying well you're doing this wrong or doing that wrong i mean you know if like right now my room downstairs my gecko room is 66 67 degrees and my males i just posted a picture today every single male last night when i went down to feed all my adult males they are ready to go um they're biting i put my, my hands in their tubs they try to bite me because the, the females are producing pheromones. The males can smell it. They can't get to the females. So they're aggressive. I mean, I've got, I had a crested gecko make me bleed last night because he's ready to go. He wants a female. Oh, man. But you All tell right. people that you've got your room that cold. <laughs> you tell somebody to get right. your room that cold, they're going to be like, well, that animal's going to die. No. It's, right. they need that to hey, cycle are- to produce sperm and all that. I'm going to cut you off. If you guys are wanting to hear more from Richard Sunday at 10 on his uh, YouTube channel, 
This will be his episode two. If you didn't catch one, go catch up before you watch episode two. Um, we're going to kick you out and then we're going to close up. Thank you for hopping on. Um, Thanks. Yep. In the future, Thank you. Um, we may be just grabbing people out of the audience randomly on random episodes just for funsies. So if you're a diehard listener. You Especially listen. if you like aliens. Especially if you like aliens, we'll pop you on. So thank you for showing up, Richard. We're going to kick you out. Go for it. Thank you. Um, and then we're going to just finish up here with some questions about um, filtering and stuff. Jessica, can you? Were there questions to... about filtering? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how Bye. to kick Richard out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Um, okay. So there was some thank questions you, about do we have to filter what we say? We should just say what we mean. Do you want to talk about that at all? The can, um, can of worms. Just for can... like one second, because I, I really need to go to the banyo. It was emergency. Fifteen oh. minutes to go. Oh, bye. <laughs> she just, no, just like out. I've thought a lot because Jared at Forward Motion was like, "You guys should do debates. Like, you should go get a non-tester person on who thinks it's dumb, and you get it on, and you should debate." And like. Obviously, Reptile Fight Club already exists, so and that's good for that yeah. purpose. So I don't necessarily know if we need to do exactly what they're doing and steal it, but like, should we be doing that? I I, I have a lot of thoughts about like, if you're platforming ideas you don't disagree with, is that going to make people like come to the marketplace of ideas and like come to a decision themselves better, or are they? I, I don't know. It, it's a it's a valid question, but. So, like, when you're, like, you should, when people say, like, you should say literally exactly what you think at all times, I don't think you actually want to know exactly what I think or what Jana thinks, especially. Well, so what oh. we've experienced over, like, a whole year of podcasting, guys, is that when you're, like, brutally, blatantly honest, you get a lot of messages and people's feelings are hurt or people hate your guts because of a guest you had on and you were like oh that's interesting or yeah I, that sounds like credible i think i might agree with that and then you get all these hate mails so it's like it's just such a fine line like we don't want to filter ourselves we feel like we're pretty raw right jessica we try to be we've always yeah, tried to be but i just don't like take away from the central message by correct. accidentally like overemphasizing a point or whatever like it's, it's I would hard rather to know have you, like come to the dark side with me than to be di divisive on accident if that makes any sense at all so if i were to like if I, I don't mind the idea of a debate but i'm not sure if platforming the alternative hypothesis which is platformed literally everywhere else on the internet is really that helpful to the cause yeah and so like that's it they're all in that spectrum of like what percentage do you want to talk about fist fucking people you know well, and then like you, it's just like politics, you know, when you're green and excited to go into politics and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the least dirty politician ever. And then you're in it a year and all of a sudden you feel like you need a shower. It's like, that's what it is kind of a little bit in the podcasting world. Like you get into it a little bit and, and you realize that you do have to filter what you say a little bit, not change your opinion and not support people you don't want to support, but Sometimes you do have to filter because, you know, this is our podcast, but it's also about our business. My husband has been working on this pun. Oh, okay. For at least ahead. 12 hours. Riveting stuff. Riveting stuff as always. <laughs> Hold back, girls. Um, 
anyway and so like we're not filtering our opinions like not telling you what we we feel like but as the more time has gone by of us being in the podcast and the more we've learned about like the natural consequences of what you say and put out publicly and the more popular you become and who you put on your show. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of um, intricacies that go into it that the more you do it, the more you have to think about. And I try not to, but Jessica makes me um, like literally it can be something as subtle guys as like, I promote product X. Well, guess what motherfucker you have now pissed off 15 people by just saying you enjoy product X Yes. Because those people believe product sex is the devil or and you may whatever. Even and piss their off friends the person don't who, like them. Who makes product X because they don't like you and they don't want you to say that they that you like their stuff. It's, it's like that dumb. So... It's absolutely insane. So we anyway. just try to ignore it uh, and speak to our convictions. I'm going to go wee wee in the body. Yeah. So we'll catch you guys later. Uh, Bye. Thank episode. you, Richard. Check you out Richard. Week. Check out go, Richard on Sunday. Go make buy sure go, Shane's leopard gecko. Make sure you go to Shane's show if you're local. Make sure you're hitting up Snakes and the Fat Man Daily to vote Team Jana. Make sure you're liking and subscribing on our YouTube channel. That really helps us out. And we will see you next week with Shane Kelly. Bye. Thank you for coming, everybody. 16 of you made it all the way to the end with the PP talk. <laughs>